Hello, my best friends. Yeah, you're my best friends now. I'm just going to keep up in the ante until you think I'm creepy, you know? Then you're going to be like, she's too much. I feel like she's stalking me. It's a slippery slope, my friends. Welcome back to the episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by ZipRecruiter, Bombas, and Thrive Cosmetics. Loving all these things. Let's just, you'll get into it later. You're going to hear the ad and you're going to be like, God, I think I need some new socks in my life. Am I hiring? Do I need that? Thrive Cosmetics? Oh, do I want the most beautiful eyelashes ever? You'll hear. Anyways, guys, I love you so much. I am so excited for the people that are coming out to my uh, Philly and Delaware shows. I've been talking to you guys a lot on the socials, so I am really, really excited and so yeah, I'm in uh, I'm in Philadelphia on November 7th at Punchline Philly. I am at uh, the Queen Wilmington in Willington, Delaware on uh, November 8th. There's an early show and a late show. All those tickets can be purchased on Punchline Philly or at the Queen Wilmington or at my website, rachelobriancomedy.com backslash shows. Rachel is spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L, rachelobriancomedy.com. And um, there's a few, I have a few discount codes left for my lovely listeners. So if you're on the fence about going, you're like, hey, do I save money or do I go have fun? Do I need a night out? Do I need, you know, a night away from my toddler? Is my boss bugging me? Do I need to go out? Maybe you just want to have a few drinks and laugh. It's not my business to judge. I'm just here to, my business is making you laugh and having a good time. So if you're on the fence about it, because this podcast is going to come out the morning of my Philly show, so Thursday morning, if you're on the fence, and same thing, it's the day before my Delaware show, this applies to both, it applies to the late show in uh, Delaware, and also to uh, the Philly show, DM me uh, on Instagram, at Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N, uh, for the discount code for $10 off, or you can also just email me at info at rachelobriancomedy.com, and, uh, you know, I'll give you a discount code because you're my loyal, lovely listeners. So excited to see you guys. I'm so excited to, I've never been to Philly. I've never been to Delaware. I'm real excited about the food scene. I know I've mentioned that and you guys have been sending me recommendations and that's why I love you. You know me and where my heart's at and it's mostly just with food and with you guys. And always, as always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, reading it five stars, uh, leaving good reviews. They mean a lot to me. I mentioned a on the podcast today, I have uh, Erica Dela Cruz is back. She's just an inspirational powerhouse of a person. She's she's really been through a lot, and she she knows how to motivate others and motivate herself to just keep going forward. And uh, we briefly, uh, I I briefly touched. I was inspired by the fact that you know she was willing to tell her story publicly, and I was like, eventually I got to do it. But I just you know the thing I keep brushing over. Uh, and I mentioned that, you know, my feelings were certainly hurt when a few people had left a review saying like, you know, you're brushing over, you know, your depression or whatever. And, you know, that is my, uh, that's my choice because it's a much longer story. It's not a black and white type of thing, what happened last summer. And so I got to tell it when I'm ready to tell it. But you guys as my listeners deserve to definitely hear it at some point And I will, I will do that. But, uh, you know, if you could just not shoot me down about not talking about it that would be awesome but if you need to if that makes you feel better I guess go ahead but I love that you guys I love the ones that don't like I really really appreciate it and I respect the opinions of the ones that have but I really uh, I appreciate you guys and I love you very much and uh other shows coming up uh so 
Kristen and I have partnered on a few a few shows coming up, which are going to be really excited. Kristen Doty. Uh, basically, the format's going to be I'll do about 30 minutes of stand-up up top, and then oh, there'll be a host that'll go before me. I'll do about 30 minutes of stand-up. Then the host will be Kristen and I back up, and we'll do a live podcast and a Q&A with you guys. It's going to be super fun. So we're locking down the dates for that. We have Detroit, February 19th, Long Island, March 28th, Boston, March 29th. Um, and the tickets are live for Detroit and Long Island, but Boston should be up soon. So yeah, come out and see us. I think we're going to try to do a Texas run. It's a whole thing. We're coming to see you guys. It's going to be a blast. I'm really excited. Um, so uh, for my podcast guest today, uh, she's been on the podcast before. She's just a total inspiration, an entrepreneur, a, uh, a, a women's advocate, an advocate for everyone. She's uh, created Passion to Paycheck and Passionista. She wrote a book. She's just she's just a ray of light, and her story is is pretty remarkable. I mean, she's someone who lost everything and has has built a wonderful life for herself. And she talks honestly about another blow that her, her family had and how she's gotten through that and, you know, how she deals with criticism and things. And it's just, I, I just like her. And she's just, she's just bubbly and, and cool. And I like talking to inspirational people. So without further ado, give it up for Erica De La Cruz. Dun, 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 dun. Erica De La Cruz is back. What up? You're back. I love it. I'm back in action. How long was it? How long ago was it when you did it last time? You know what? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to figure that out because it was right before your wedding. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. You have a boyfriend. I have a husband, and neither of those things existed before. That's true. So now, I but I feel like it was like very close to like right before your wedding because I remember then I yep. ran into you at Yep Legree. And we were Ugh. working out. Have you been going to that still? Dude, I sprained my ankle at the wedding and haven't been to Legree since. Oh, my God. I haven't been going. So, guys, Legree is this, like, incredibly intense. Like, it's not even Pilates it's because it's, just, it's like, on steroids. Yeah. You're, like, on a Transformer-type machine. Like, it just reminds me of a Transformer oh, yeah. where it's, like... The teacher's like telling you to go into plank, for example, and then he just starts moving the machine up and down and side to side. And you're like, like, they're like, stabilize, stabilize. And you basically hold yourself there for 20 minutes. Yeah. But for the busy gal, it's short. Yeah, no, that's why it's great. It's a 25 minute class. It's amazing. I know. I yeah. Know. I haven't been back. No, I've been on the injured reserve list. Yeah, I haven't been back either. So probably like running. half a year now, six months. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. 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 So how was the wedding? Everything <laughs> looks so glamorous. Oh my God. Yeah. So the wedding... The wedding was good. The wedding was fabulous. In fact, I like we didn't plan something that really added to the fabulousness, which was we were above a huge stadium in San Diego, Petco Park, and anything could have been in what, the stadium. What do you mean above it? I don't understand. They like We were in a glass box. It's called Skybox and uh -huh. it's like 20 floors up. It's a glass box. Is like if you go on a, you know, the Gram or whatever else, it's all, it's like a clear windowed, oh my God, beautiful box. It and it's a, and it, they, it's, it's used for like an event space, a venue? It's, yeah, yep. It's used for event spaces, venues, and it, it's basically, it looks like you could be in Manhattan in the middle of New York. That's, That's awesome. what we love is we love the city. I'm not a garden girl. Don't give me any wooden picnic shit. <laughs> I'm like, I will not handle a mason no. jar at my wedding. There will be no candles Hell, in mason jars. There were literally no DIY. And God bless DIY. I love that. There will be no chalkboards. No. No. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. No, exactly. I was like, give me glass. And they're like, what are your colors? And I'm like, glass and, <laughs> and, and gold and wood. And, and no wood. No wood. So... 
colors. I didn't have any. I'm like, could I not? Did do you just describe my apartment, by the way? Glass and gold. Yes, yes. <laughs> Your apartment is the epitome of what. I love and what I wanted my wedding to be. I'm like marble and glass. They're like, those are your colors. How are you going to dress your bridal party in a in bridal in a glass and marble? In muted colors. I know. And I skipped that. I called them a passionista party. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah. I, I wasn't in. In fact, I was the girl who was like, I'm on the move. Mm-hmm. You know, millennials in the world are like, who has time to get married? If it weren't for the person I was marrying, I would have never chosen like, oh, I'm going to do a wedding and I have all this time in the world, so I just kind of integrated my brand with the wedding, and I yeah. called it a passionista party. We created a logo for the wedding. Oh we're my like gosh, so you're hilarious. We're so entrepreneurial. It's hysterical. Do you feel like you ever stop working? Like I, I no. realized like it's it, it's getting worse for me. But like I mean, you managed yeah. to put your branding on your wedding. Oh yeah, no. And is anyone like? Hey, why don't you slow down a little bit, Erica? Well, no, because it's funny because when they don't see me or don't hear from me or I'm off, I have no Instagram stories for 24 hours. I am the best at a self-care day. I'm the best at like a nothing movie theater, makeup free, like half naked day where I do nothing. It's just, it's not, I literally do nothing. So it's nowhere. So no one knows I take them. Yeah. But for those two days where you don't see me, now I integrate it because I had this huge physiological like my body was like no no about two years ago maybe a year and a half and I remember my naturopath doctor was like I have bad news which is you're having like a physiological your body is telling you you can't go anymore that's the bad news the good news is usually people you know have this in their mid mid to late 40s so mm-hmm. you're in good shape and I'm like oh god so is it an actual condition like what no yeah so the condition and everyone should be aware of this. Uh-huh. Now I kiss, this is so weird, but I kiss like, I kiss my arms every morning to check in and be like, hey body, thank you. Because I do that in my head, not physically, well, but I will like, yeah. What it was is I was working so hard. I had just, um, I was doing the National Film and Television Awards at the time, which was huge and all this other stuff. And I thought it was normal to sleep two to three days a week and I was having sleep issues and I wasn't... Well, you, you, were not, you were not sleeping the other days. Right. At all. No. Like what, what were you doing in the middle of the night? Literally, people ask me that. I was trying to sleep. It's so pathetic. It's sad. It's like I wasn't up doing stuff. My poor little bo- baby body, I like look back and I'm like, how did I do that? But I did it consistently for about 14 months. So a year and two months, I just... Oh, wow. And I didn't realize it because I used to think, and this was true for me at the time, but as you grow, things don't, are they don't stay the truth and they don't stay what you should live by, which is if I woke up in the morning and I had something to do, instead of taking the negative route of I didn't sleep all night, I would just generate and be like, you know what, I can do this. Mm-hmm. But the truth was, no, I really should have taken a step back. And mm-hmm. so... And do you feel like even I, yeah. when you were pushing yourself like that, like looking back, do you feel like, oh, I wasn't even functioning at my highest self? Like, yes. your brain's just not even. Yes. I literally, after my recovery, and it was, it was a recovery and people don't, people don't take exhaustion seriously enough yeah. to acknowledge like, oh, I need to recover. But I did. And mm-hmm. I did because what happened was I was literally working, was typing on a keyboard from this beautiful space in Century City, it's a place in Los Angeles, and I was real, was weirdly, I couldn't really feel the keys under my fingers, 
And I'm like, what, wow. what is happening? And then I really couldn't feel my hands. And I, and men, and mentally, I was not at the same place that my body was. I was like, what's going on? I meditated this morning. I feel okay. What's going on? And then my lower jawline, like from my nose down, started losing feeling and in my mouth. And I freaked out. I called my now hubby who was in the same space on another floor and he took the elevator down and we called his mom who happens to have been a nurse for x amount of years and what we thought was happening was that I was having a stroke that's what I that's what I yeah, thought you were so gonna say yeah I went to every hospital and and the MRIs everything came out fine but literally I was I ate something cold and I couldn't feel the temperature in my mouth everything went numb and what we realized was it took me to see my network chiropractic doctor he's just this man he married us I call him my fairy godfather uh -huh. to say oh my god I know what's going on can you come in right now and he's like so I had I went through this in my mid-30s and I was grabbed onto a steering wheel but I couldn't feel the steering wheel under my fingers and I'm like what happened and he goes you're overworked tell me about what's going on and we discovered this sleep half the time thing yeah and yeah it took me I could it, I probably didn't feel sensation which it was the scariest moments of my life from my arms down and my nose down to like my collarbone for about three and a half to four weeks and what it was so beautiful was I felt so much it's so weird I felt like thank you yeah body because because it could have gotten worse you could have developed an actual like where I, I, I truly yeah. believe that people can diseases can come from incredible stress and things and just manifest in your body in weird Where ways. Where I was in my mind was never gonna ever be like, oh, this is a red flag. Where I was in my mind was, oh, I'm doing really well. I'm overcoming adversity. You know, when I don't sleep, I still try and make the keynote talk I was about to give. And in reality, I like, no. And now my sleep is like, I have days because obviously I still deal with it, but yeah. I don't set an alarm and the morning I don't do anything before 11 I cut 90% out and now I have a beautiful 10% I can give myself to so it's funny because yeah I integrated my wedding to my brand and to my life and I'm still up to the things but what you don't see is the baths and all the stuff that I really just leave offline <laughs> hiring can be a challenge as Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner discovered Gretchen needed to hire a game artist for her education tech company. She knew it wouldn't be easy to find someone to grow with her team, and that's why she went to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you, it finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job, so you get qualified candidates fast. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter and said she was impressed with how quickly she found qualified applicants. She also used ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter her candidates so she could focus on the best ones. And that's how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than two weeks. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Now, see why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at my web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash be here. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash be here. B-E-H-E-R-E, ZipRecruiter.com slash be here. Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash be here. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 
Yeah, well, I actually, I had a question about that because I feel like, you know, you're so compassionate and um, and specifically, we'll go to the video that you just posted the other day, which prompted me to ask you to do the podcast yeah, again. got it. <laughs> but like, even if you weren't like posting a video like that, your your life looks very glamorous. Like, yeah. it's like you're always attending these events. You're always like, giving, been, I feel like you're, oh, are people dressing you? Like, yes. Are you that fancy? <laughs> like, what's happening? I'm a little fancy schmancy. Yeah. I will say, I don't. Some, I, I like, I remain humble in lots of spots in my whole life. That is my go-to. And I have built a nice little relationship base for my clothing. So yes, yeah. no, people are great. dressing me. I'm styled often. But do you, but do you kind of like battle between like, oh, should I show like a more real side of life? Yes. And yeah. Yes. In fact, I started vlogging and though vlogging is just my outlet to, um, to keep track of my week and to share vulnerably and to be makeup grossed out free mm -hmm. and I just sort of house them there's been like no real there's nothing that much in it for me I still make them because the few people who have found them who I do get those messages from I'm like okay it's an important thing and it's gotten me so com comfortable enough to make on my more prominent platform a video like you just mentioned which was me crying and breaking down after a panic attack um and, and that is my brand, right? I can't, like, at live events, people know this. And if they follow my vlog, like, my true niche. But my audience who just sees the breath of it or, mm -hmm. you know, you can't count that they see every story you ever post, they do see red carpets, styling, my new partnership with some business, like, some with Macy's and companies like that mm -hmm. and behind the scenes of some projects I'm doing. And they would never know that that's available. So I need to keep challenging myself yeah. to break that down because... Well, and I, my guess too, though, is like you wouldn't be necessarily getting these partnerships if they didn't know your brand of vulnerability, though. Like yes. that's what makes you interesting. Like no one's they're not working with you it just is. because you're another influencer. It's because yeah. you you have a very honest, open. Yeah. So I will say like the week. Be so many people are like you either have to be perfect or you have to be totally raw and there's no happy medium. But oh, I don't believe that. Yes. I talk to people that it's like, oh, you got to keep that off the gram. I'm like, why? Well, <laughs> yeah. And I personally, like, just a quick side note, like it, last week, and, and I've talked about it on my podcast and, and I've, I've received some, you know, a few mean reviews about people saying like, oh, you're not likable because you brushed over your um, like depression or whatever, or this incident that happened last summer. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, it's, it's a, it's because I'm truly brushing over it because if I told the whole story, it would involve so many people that like bullied me and stuff. And I'm yeah. not ready to necessarily yes. dance around that. So it's not that I'm not being like, Hey, my life, my life has pro like, I'm not totally being like, no, my life's perfect. Like I really didn't need to go. It's like, I actually, it's, it's a much larger story that I, I need to eventually yeah. share, but I'm just not ready to. And it hurts my feelings a lot when people are like, Oh, oh you're not God. being vulnerable. I'm like, well, you, you that's absurd. Bu buckle up for the real story at some point. Yeah. So being in like being yourself for a living and having this public uh, access to you, mm -hmm. it doesn't often come with empathy or understanding. And yeah. I get that. I get that on another level because my story involves so much vulnerability, but also involves other Pe people. Yes. It's your parents, your family. And it's I like maybe they don't on, want to be embarrassed. Yes. And I say on this video and you can, and right, it's still on the gram. Hey, once I show her this and I have approval, you know, to post this, I'm going to share it. Mm -hmm. And that's because I know that everyone's at a place where they're fine with me sharing my truth. 
Now, this all happened like probably seven years ago where I wasn't ready to share any of it. Mm -hmm. And there's still things that will evolve that I'm not ready to share because we're being respectful of the other people involved. And we don't know because we're people how it's going to affect us and what we're going to walk into if we expose everything and everyone. And it's scary for us. Oh, it's very scary. Like you don't, you don't know how things are going to be like taken and you don't know, like you just, the best you can do is, is tell your truth and how the things made you feel and, and, and how the major family feel, but like you can't, you know, I'm sure. So do you ask your, did you ask, you ask your mom? You're like, yes. So do you I want to explain her the video. That? So, okay. Yes. Yeah, so this video we're talking about was last week, the fires in California, uh, hit everywhere, predominantly in LA, Los Angeles, but in Northern California happening in Northern California, but not as uh, big, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. So I thought they were at worse in Northern California. Oh, really? So, you know, I haven't done enough research on what the fires were, but I know in this specific area where my mom was, uh-huh. um, the fire may have lasted probably 20 minutes. Oh, okay. But it was enough to take everything. So as background, <sighs> oh my, God, my that's mom... crazy. In 20 minutes, she could lose everything. No, and she watched it. And all it takes oh, with fire so is all it takes is is to get hold of another branch and another, and then the whole tree goes. And then that tree gets hold of another. And in two minutes, like she had, ha- she had a portion of her hair burnt off because she was going back for her freaking. can I, like, I want to say effing. You can say effing. Her fucking wallet. Um, and it went from yards away to, to right next to her in a minute. And so for those like I who mean, maybe she, haven't heard. She could have, yeah, that's. So she she saw from a distance. Oh, there's a fire starting, and then all of a sudden, it's yeah. Was so, there a smoke warning? So no, there was a like a crackling sound. Okay, so I just want to paint this in case no, in case you haven't heard the first show we did yeah. or anything like that. My mom is involuntarily in the homeless community after the economy crash in 2009. She chooses to live that way. So it, uh, you know, if you talked to me last year, it was under an overpass. This particular year, they were near, they were on a creek side, near a creek with her community in Northern California. Um, and is everyone there choosing, is it a specific, are they all choosing, or is it a mixture of people that uh, maybe have some mental health issues or right. addiction? Or That's such a great question, because from the outside, you really never know. And I have the inside scoop. Like, she, you, she could tell you front to back everything. Mm, it is a it's so God, maybe I should have heard the podcast honestly honestly <laughs> it's weird that after this week we talked and I'm like hey mom would you be comfortable doing some stuff and she's like yeah yeah I would yeah it would be okay and so it, it's interesting that you say that because we just chatted about it and I'll explain more about that afterward but the community's mm, a lot of mental health issues mm-hmm. uh drugs do exist there though my mom is not a part of that and the whole community is in a is voluntarily there but what people don't understand is with the homeless population there's an aspect of voluntary to all of it because they don't get that the same way you can be addicted to a substance it is really easy to be addicted to this freedom Mm -hmm. of a lifestyle where rules in society like we celebrate what's his name um not Walter Walter uh, Whitman it's Walt Whitman or something someone like Mm -hmm. the Henry David Thoreau he retreated from society to get away from government laws to live off the land to be closer to nature which in Mm -hmm. a weird way 
is this weird thing. It started, it all started with camping, but then she also I mean, has I this, do sort of get that because yeah. I, like, I feel happiest when I am in nature and it's like weird, but it's weirdly there. Mm-hmm. And then there's an aspect and component where drugs do exist there. Like my mom would never sugarcoat that, but <sighs> though she's now in this lifestyle, which I've battled with obviously myself, but um, have come to such good terms within the last five years. The first four years, I really had a whirlwind. But now um, I understand as well that while she's been there, she has also helped. It's like she's a pillar in that weird, in the weird community, as weird as it sounds. So it gives her some purpose and importance. She's gotten, now she keeps count. She's gotten nine people in nine years, so you can, you know, it's not easy to sort of leave the community, to go home, back to their world or families and start a new life. And she takes pride in in caring for these lost people in a way, mm-hmm. but has also made herself a part of that community to where she doesn't want to leave. And in a way, you know, maybe an RV is in her future, but we went down that route to try saving for that. And this is this is a little strange and startling to people when the savings came to fruition, because, you know, she did start that, what ended up happening, the result of it was a car, not an RV. So you'd be so, you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Wouldn't they get an RV, her and her partner she lives with there? And no, because a car to them made much more sense to travel back and forth to when she has jobs or go to the store or, or do these things. A car was the choice. So it's not just black and white of, build them homes Mm -hmm. and eliminate homelessness so she does work sometimes though yes yeah she works her partner works steadily (laughs) in fact it's not you know the most glamorous it's construction work and it's more people uh, do very well at construction exactly and you know it's just you know it's a simple job but they have what they need to sort of survive and build this they built like this wooden deck by the creek that they lost with everything but the bulk of it were these writings this like account she kept of being there along with poetry and what really got her was I got her this dress for my wedding which was a separate win because I spent so many nights crying in college thinking wow I won't have my mom at my wedding and the beautiful update is she was there and uh the the dress that she showed up to she just oh my god you could see it transform in her eyes of like I'm wearing this and she lost that with the writings, the stuffed mm-hmm. animal she had lost. And it was all really devastating for her. Mm-hmm. But I got that call last week. And though it was devastating for her that morning, I motivated her to come and literally, like, you can do anything, human beings, like, in this world. Like, you can be so feel like you have nothing and still create from mm-hmm. it I convinced Sometimes her to come the be- down it's the best launching point it when you is. have nothing to lose it's like you guys like four years of her of writings and songs and thoughts and poetry she came down because I was like we're not gonna feel we're gonna be we're gonna be okay we've done this before we've lost a lot in the you know all of our belongings were sold in the crash I've never seen them again so she came down and recreated all of those and I think she was in a better place. Was she able to get, was she able to remember most of them? And she was able to remember most of them. But what mm-hmm. I found was I posted a video afterward and all of this incoming support that she felt was enough for her to write, not even a booklet's worth to just get the ideas down and feel like it's all okay. And she's, she, you know, she shared, she's used to turn around and living with 
near nothing. They have these weird things. I know this sounds so crazy. This is real life. No, they it's, re- it's real life. It's and it's it's yeah. very interesting. And she, she could probably write a book. Yeah, or you really? Could about it. I mean, you already have, but but nope. one more about a memoir. No, that's a hundred percent on the docket because they have these things called sweeps where they're swept because they're not allowed to be somewhere, obviously. And so she's like used to turn around, which I didn't realize, but. I getting the call that she lost everything after I got off the phone with her she was set to come in two days oh my god over those two days I had a breakdown mm-hmm. where like 10 years ago I heal I healed you know I went through therapy and I did what I needed to do to mourn the loss of all of my stuff and my whole family mm-hmm. gone but I think who I am now I'm learning like oh whoa whoa Something very similar happened, and in real life, the way, you know, if you went to war, things would trigger that. Mm-hmm. I was, I sat down for a podcast on that one, oh, last Wednesday, uh-huh. started it, said, I am so sorry. And I just, as if I had lost someone, you know, when you cry or you grieve, uh-huh. you just can't control because you keep crying through the day. That is what I lived, and I, I we didn't finish the podcast. I, I went to a set, and then was crying in the dress. I just could not control the tears. And then I had a massive real that I was present for panic attack. Oh wow. Yeah. And my other half, like did your left arm, isn't your left arm goes numb and you know, I was, it wasn't, I just, I sat down to meditate to meditate. Cause mm-hmm. that is one of the things that I use to cope. And what wound up happening was the tears started, but then this whole hyper, then uh, the relation yeah. mm-hmm. happened and I couldn't control it. And then I weirdly, my mind started racing into the worst of, of this, of she's going to die. Everyone's going to die. Everything's gone. I've lost everything again. And it, the, the mind took it and ran with it. And you have to actively not do that. I mean, I know in that moment it's it hard, but like, crazy. it's like, that's what's so crazy about our mind is it's like, where did. The, where did that leap come from? Everyone's going to die. Like it's so nuts. She's she's survived pretty fine. Yeah. I mean, I mean the fire the fire exactly. thing is really scary and it's scary to think about your mom on the streets obviously. Right, right. But it it's you can't you can't do that to yourself. Like I you know. can't. Everybody loves the feeling of winning, especially the feeling of winning the holidays. And if you're giving everybody Bomba socks this holiday, you deserve a spot in the Holiday Gifting Hall of Fame. I'm obsessed with my Bomba socks. First of all, as you guys know, I run a ton, run, walk, whatever. They're the only socks I will wear. They're comfortable. They're, they're, they, they don't get too hot or sweaty. They're just, they're, they're just, they're cozy. I just love my Bomba socks. They support my feet without being too restrictive. I'm obsessed with them and the comfort and style you're going to fall in love with. And did you know that socks are the number one most requested item in homeless shelters? Bombas socks were created to change that. For every pair you buy, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. And their philanthropy is my other favorite thing about them. Bombas socks are soft, not just pretty soft, more like made with the softest cotton in the world soft. And they are built with extra cushioning. So no matter whether you're walking the dog, chilling at home, playing the drums, or saving the world, you'll be comfortable. Socks are so important, and Bombas socks provide support in places you didn't even know you needed it like your arches each each sock is built with a special arch support system that's supportive but not too tight like a nice hug but on your foot ever notice that annoying toe seams oh god i hate that that some socks have that little ridge at the top 
Bombas got rid of that. From now on, it's just smooth sailing all the way across the top of your foot. You do a lot of different things, so Bombas made a lot of different socks, like dress socks for work, performance socks for working out, and limited edition holiday socks. I can't wait to get those. They even have a line of merino wool socks. Merino is like regular wool, but magic. They're soft, warm, and naturally moisture wicking and never itchy or rough. You know that person who's just a gift enigma, completely impossible to shop for? Bombas is the gift that even that person will love. Everybody will. And if you want to give someone a perfectly nice gift, give them a candle. If you want to be a holiday gifting ninja, give them Bombas. Go to bombas.com slash be here today and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash be here. Bombas.com slash be here. It was nuts. And I, I managed to sleep, but not a very good sleep. And then the next day I wanted to stay in bed and it was this down feeling, which for the last like eight months, maybe even a year, I haven't really felt, and I'm prone to like angst or depression. I haven't, I felt so in my purpose doing daily what I want to do. But last week I woke up that next morning and I'm like, I don't know what the reason of like, what is all I felt so sad that I, but I I think that's okay too, to be like something traumatizing did happen to my mom. You've had an incredible amount of trauma for just from the crash, from losing everything. And then both your parents both go, they they don't handle it well, or they handle it in the way that maybe they needed to. That's, but it's not, it's not, those aren't small things. And I think when you torture yourself too and think like, granted, I'm not saying like, don't go into your head like everyone's going to die. But I think it's, it's okay to be like, wow, I have been through something pretty major. Totally. No. And that acknowledgement is the freeing point. That Mm -hmm. acknowledgement, not pushing it away, but saying, I am acknowledging that I am really grieving right now Mm -hmm. for whatever reason it is. And it was weird because I would have, I wanted to like put on a show. I wanted to stay in bed but what I really knew I wanted at the highest good was I wanted to go to this like park but it was you know two miles away streets were closed it was Halloween and I thought you know my mom is about she just went through all that and I just got on the phone with her and she said I'm going on a writing sabbatical we're turning this into the best and then she said I'm a boss babe I'm a passionista and I'm like and it was so crazy she not knowing it was motivated me to be all right I'm going to the stand park I went on a two mile walk and on that walk I thought this is fine like I'm going through this I'm grieving and I felt really alone that's why I was sad I felt mm-hmm. alone I felt isolated so when I plopped down and I got there to the park with my coffee and whatever I thought I'm not last time 10 years ago took me about a year but I shared it but it was on a very public platform I was asked to give a speech and Mm -hmm. I was like I don't need the damn TED talk right now I just need to unwind and have an audience that I actually connect like they know so much about me already Mm -hmm. why am I so afraid to share this so I got on my phone and it's helpful to people that are going through stuff too exactly when I watched that video uh, I mean I was probably stressed about something dumb like my ticket sales or whatever but I watched your video and I was like shut the fuck up Rachel oh my like, god you know what I mean like just yeah. Yeah, no, it, no. it makes it, it it grounds you and like like right you know other people are going through you know some yeah. hard shit like a hundred percent and you don't know like some you, like so often we want to curate stuff mm-hmm. we, this was uncurated this was like guys 
this is what happened. It's not often that I talk about my mom because homelessness is so delicate. And afterward, I will say I got a few um, messages about people's experiences with um, uh, drug abuse. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Because the, but even though drug abuse isn't involved in my situation, you know, be prepared. It's scary, but it's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay because those people are relating to whatever they, their perception of homelessness is. And nowhere did I say there's drugs involved, but people, you know, voluntarily homeless. And, you know, she, she likes me to say, oh, don't forget about the people I've helped in the community. And, and I'm and like, that, but yeah. But that's nice. Like, she's like, well, here's the thing. Like, if you're, if you're going to tell her story, at least you got to tell part of her version of it too, 100, you know? 100, 100%. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's multiple layers. Like there is some, there is some, a mental component that is very different to the woman I grew up with. This mm-hmm. is a very different person, but at the core of it, she is the same in, in body soul. So, yeah. so she was there and yeah, so I, I, I posted it and then, then I got a lot back. I got my, 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 I was trying to concentrate on something else, but my inboxes and even my text message, like, you know, there's family on the platform that may not have even known. And I, I freaked out and I was overwhelmed and I took it down. Uh-huh. I took the preview of this video down because I'm like, no. And I shared with my other half. I'm like, babe, I, I, I didn't have a good feeling sharing it because I felt vulnerable and exposed and like naked out in public. And I'm going to just follow that. And I'm taking, and I really did think, and I'm like, I'm going to take it down because I feel really embarrassed and a little exposed and people are messaging me and even though it's positive I feel really weird mm-hmm. and he goes you know if you're comfortable take it down I I kid you not two minutes after removing this uh my publicist freaking texts me and says hey this is weird I haven't gone on Instagram I don't know what's going on but people called um people in Espanol and they said you know we just saw this video on Erica's uh Instagram and if it's okay we're we're definitely doing a story on that. Mm-hmm. And in the fires, would she, would she be okay to comment? And then you can see right afterward, they said, wait a minute, we don't see it anymore. Did she take it down? And I was like, oh my God. And I said, I took it down. It's still available in my IGTVs. It's just, it's not a post. It's not on my feed anymore. I felt really vulnerable and I took it down, but I'm happy to speak with them. And then after I spoke with them, I was, it was so heartfelt Mm -hmm. that I was like, I am not going to do this. I'm going to grow a pair and I am reposting it for everyone to access. And so you're inspiring me. I I did. I, so I, I go, you know what, Erica, it's going to be uncomfortable and people are going to message you because you're putting it out there. Mm -hmm. And I think it's for the greater good. Like the universe shoulder tapped you two minutes later. So I, so yeah, I did. I reposted it and and I felt, and I felt aligned and you're right. And like the brands and things that I work with, they want to see that there's an authentic connection to the rest of the world and to my message, which is you can have the life of your dreams, but what it involves is sharing vulnerably. So mm-hmm. if I am not aligned with that, if I'm chickening out mm-hmm. and I'm not putting it out there because of the repercussions, because there could be, you know, half of the people think that my family's on drugs. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm not living in, I'm not living in integrity to what I'm preaching. So mm-hmm. put it back up. And I've got to say that brand work, the week before all of this happened, I was reached out to by, you know, Pop Sugar. They were working on something. 
and it was for inspirational thought leaders and they wanted to know more about my speaking and motivation and them knowing that was part of my decision to in the first place be like I think this is okay like any brands who see this it's all aligned so the the you know supply and demand mm-hmm. them wanting authentic content makes people like you people like me and people out in the world more comfortable to even post it and monetize mm-hmm. that it's crazy yeah, so, yeah yeah no yeah you're you're definitely like inspiring me to girl to, to I know I and like I I totally understand to my listeners it's got to be frustrating that yeah. I dance around it and like I almost recorded um a, a whole podcast episode to tell the full story wow but then and Kira encouraged me to do it I would it. love the, oh my gosh she yeah, encouraged I love me Kira. to do it and then my my um my mom uh was like and and my boyfriend they were like they were like feel for free I but only if you're able to handle what people might say afterwards or something right but and isn't like, that beautiful or, because what people are going to say and what you're going to get inbound is a result of nothing more than your truth yeah and that and that truth that truth is your life that yeah. truth is everything that you've lived because I've gone through I after my suit talk came out my father was really bothered that I didn't add other sentences and all these weird things and I'm like oh my god yeah and at the end of the day like what happened to Rachel what Rachel got through went through mm-hmm. that's your lens that's your world that's your experience there's like nothing more true to, and real so anything that comes at you afterward it's not like, oh, I'm going to do this video and the intro wasn't right. And, that, and you know, I had content that I didn't really believe in mm-hmm. that people are weighing in on. It's just the truth. Yeah, it's just it's just the truth. It's just what you it was just what happened to you. Yeah. And I mean, I and I think for me, too, it's like truthfully, I'm I'm uh, I guess specifically like afraid of. Um, Actually, you know what? Frick it. I mean, I just... Yeah, no, it. what are you afraid like I, of? I, I was afraid. Like, um, I was so afraid. I'm afraid. I, I'm, not em- I'm not embarrassed of, of my story at all. Um, it's And frankly, it's very... It's interesting what happened. And, and I mean, I think people will find it like... I mean, I've told it before on storytelling shows before. And people are like, yeah. what? That is the one of the craziest things I've ever heard. That yep. like... And I, I did tell it on it. Someone I did told it on the Honeydew podcast that hasn't come out yet. That was like last week. I finally did it, and so I've practiced telling it. And I think I'm ready. I just want to make sure I never say like anyone's like specific name or whatever. That's a good idea. Yeah. And yeah, and that'll well. Be I all mean, I can own. say a few, but like, no, I just want to make sure, like, you know, exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I mean, I know every listener too, and me. I'm like, I'm tuning into that Honeydew podcast. <laughs> Yeah, just because yeah. I, 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 I need more. to do it on mine because I owe I owe my listeners you know an explanation, yeah, like a baby. full one. And when I've when I've glossed over it and talked about it, besides the few mean comments that I got, I got a lot of really nice, really supportive ones. Yeah, oh, a hundred percent, and that's gonna happen. Like everything is gonna happen. I found out everything is subjective. Everything is a reflection of what someone else believes. Mm-hmm. I not even ethnicity is set in stone. I did something for people, Chica, recently. And Uh because on one of my um, story frames, I pronounced my name, it's Erica De La Cruz, because Uh I'm Mexican-American. Oops, I said De La Cruz. 
Oh yeah, no, you're Dollar white Cruise. as hell. Ah. No, that's fine. No, that's the whole. That is the whole population. I, not, I could play Hispanic in a movie, and you know it. Hey, you could, you could. And girl, De La Cruz has followed me since my first grade. My first grade teacher, Miss Milton. Like, we got it. But because I said De La Cruz and not De La Cruz, uh huh. Half of half of those half of those people were like. How can you understand us if you can't even pronounce your name right? But then when I pronounce it, they say, why are you using your accent for your name when you don't speak fluent Spanish? And I'm like, wow. It was so, it was the best thing ever Mm -hmm. to get those two separate comments in the same week because I realized, shoot, I'm worried about telling my story and my truth. At Mm -hmm. least that really is my truth. And my ethnic truth is that I am a Latinx, Selena Gomez. We're both born here, both first generation both Latin and both don't speak Spanish. That's a real thing, people. I'm yeah. not a fake in anything. So how do you get through, like, when people criticize you for, for like, uh, I mean, I, I imagine you're very sensitive. I mean, I'm very sensitive. Yeah, yeah. But, like, so how do you, what are your, like, self-talk or, like, coping mechanisms so when people are, like, uh, basically, like, right. you can't please it, everyone. Yeah. So, okay, so here's, and this is so, this is so Rachel O'Brien of me, but <laughs> I... I first got super hurt. Um, I got really hurt when I did this video probably like two and a half, three years ago. And I have the best, the best coping mechanism tactic. And it's been comedy. Mm. It's been, it's been this amazing thing. And two, it is so helpful. two things work for me. I have this like really core group of f- three girlfriends. There's four of us like preschool on ride or die we always like have a group thread going about our lives and i had so much fun putting these negative comments once into that because they're like oh my god like can't believe people that i just had so much fun and i was rooted in these people who really love me and then i found oh i shared one with my sister Uh i shared one with someone i just like know who i love in la and i'm like and and it's great because what didn't help me was was sharing from a uh was sharing like oh man i can't believe i got this because what doesn't help me is hearing back it's okay don't worry because it makes me feel like something went wrong instead of oh my god i'm getting big enough to get hate mail that is cool i love gorgeous beauty products and makeup but i'm pretty specific and i think that it shows i care about what i'm putting on my face and there's so many choices out there and now I'm motivated now more than ever to stick to high quality, amazing products that are both vegan and cruelty free and also look absolutely gorgeous on. And that's why I'm so glad I discovered Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics products provide amazing coverage, highlight your best features, love the highlight stick, oof, and are created for long lasting wear. All of Thrive Cosmetics are clinically proven ingredients are free of parabens and sulfates. I'm super obsessed with the highlighter stick, like I said. I put it on the inner rim of my eye, loving the mascara. Let's just talk about false lashes. It makes you look like you have. It's amazing. And Thrive Cosmetics products are effective in more than just one way. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women who are in need to thrive. Those causes include emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, and fighting cancer. I just... The, the giving back aspect could almost just make me cry. It just makes me so happy that they're, they're, they're doing things to change these, these women's lives. And it's, it's important. It's not just a cosmetic company. It's an overall 
giving back, beautifying the world company. And like I said, it's vegan and cruelty-free. Leaping Bunny and PETA, the leading authorities on cruelty-free cosmetics, have certified Thrive Cosmetics as completely vegan and cruelty-free. And you can auto-replenish your products, so you'll never run out of your Thrive Cosmetics essentials like their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara or their Buildable Blur CC Cream. And I have an offer for you guys. You're going to want to, you're going to feel so beautiful this holiday season if you, you know, and you're going to feel good about giving back. So start thriving and help women in need today by going to thrivecosmetics.com slash be here and enter code be here for 15% off your first purchase. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash be here and enter code be here for 15% off thrivecosmetics.com slash be here and there will be a link in the show notes get involved so reframing it re the yeah, reframe and you can't please everyone like you can't yeah. like there's no way to have a like a really successful career especially in the public eye and please everyone yeah and i it's it's good to be uh aware of like not a, offending like certain you know be, don't be that an idiot like is true like don't offend people don't say don't you know study up yeah. on the and or at least apologize for like yeah I didn't know that might have been the wrong word to say for that it's not like yep yep that is so different so that is that I don't bring comedy to that I've responded to I got this um it was a Disney video I said the word gypsy and not knowing anything that was handled totally differently I'm I'm always open, like compromise for me, there's good and there's bad. Mm-hmm. Compromising from experts, from things I don't know and need to know, I'm always like, and thank you. And it's helpful when people ha- do message you. like Exactly. Yeah. But the kind that's like, stop chewing gum, like, um, yeah. or I saw your gum in the back of your mouth. Like, it's so funny. These things are so funny, but you know in your heart the, the petty I mean, one. That one's so dumb. Right, exactly. The petty and the not. And it's funny because sometimes the hate mail does prompt you to do research. I was like, should I be using my accent as for my last name? Mm-hmm. There, and, and after everything that I did and everyone I checked in with, I'm like, wow, that's just that's just petty perception based on other people's what, of thought of what Mexican should be and yeah. what I've actually lived. So there is a fine line getting all of your facts, but do, right? But do your best to do the research. I, I right. did. A, I, I don't know if I corrected it. Uh, I think I had it. I think I had Greg edit it. Um, I was telling this story about this incredibly interesting um, Native American or American Indian. Like I, I didn't know which yep. word to say. And I stopped yep. myself on the podcast and I was like, I got to Google this and like yes. make sure I'm not like saying and and there is a lot of cl- conflicting info online about what's preferable, but it, it's like, it's, it's at least try, uh-huh. you know, and it's right. And you will always know in your heart, like if someone's just making fun of you, which I've had, like, yeah. I'm super, I get happy about a lot of stuff and yeah. it's like, Oh g- girl, get a, get, get a life. The world's not that exciting. Like that's not, that's just not helpful or anything. So that's uh, a, that's a compliment. Well, actually, it's nice right. that you're excited and happy about things. So, and pr- and frankly, if that person really knew your story, they'd probably be happy too, because exactly. you have a beautiful, wonderful life after uh, yeah. some major trauma. Well, no, I'm not like, don't like the, the inbound totally outweighs, but I am talking about the ha- the handful of haters or whatever yeah. it is. And that's how, you know, when there's such inbound greatness, it's not like it's all like that, but when you do get those, I'll never forget my other half three years ago when the first one happened which was totally just like um almost like a make fun of it was not political correct anything he brought me a bouquet and of flowers and said 
and said, um, do you know how many hate- haters Oprah has? I'm so proud of you. Explanation Aww. point. And I was like, whoa, you're amazing. That is really cool. And it's like the bigger yeah, you, you get. you have to remember. Like, exactly. It's, yeah, exactly. You have to remember that. And remember that like everyone's having their own bad day and like maybe that made them feel better to, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it rolls off pretty well. So now. you handle it with comedy and you handle it with like yep. reframing it that like, well, at least I'm getting big enough the for people. Lo- yeah. The, the, vo- the amount of people I'm able to reach with what I know is my authentic message and my purpose on earth outweighs I use haters as an indicator that I'm on this thing, that I'm growing. Yeah, yeah. It's like a growth indicator. So that reframe has been amazing for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, and that can scary. be applied like for my listeners, if you're not even in like the public eye, this stuff happens Anything. in any job. Oh my Anywhere. God, this, this stuff can happen with like workplace people. Like, yeah. you know, this can happen with just friendships, especially with everything being online. Like totally. Oh, know? also the other thing is if you're in a, if you're in a personal setting, a social setting, I love like feedback about how something landed. I also welcome because mm-hmm. even though I do know it's like, it just, it's being literate, mm-hmm. be person literate, know that nothing's fact and can be taken with a grain of salt. And at the same token, if it landed for more than one person in a certain way, you can introspectively look, but not getting hurt about like, so what do you mean? Like in a social setting, like if you're, if you feel yeah. like, like someone's like being mean to you or you offended no, them like, or oh, the way you said something made everyone feel like you didn't really believe in it. And I'm like, really, because I do believe in it. I'm just trying to offer, offer my, you know, wisdom for it. And you know, I can't remember what we were doing. What were we doing? I can't remember. But I was with my business partner and a whole group of people. And I did believe in the project. And I was trying to say that. But the way it came across was we might just be moving to something else now. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so the way I framed something, I thought it landed one way. But to everyone in the room, it was totally different. Mm -hmm. And I and I really thank God Mm -hmm. that my business partner was like, hey, I think everyone in the room's a little discouraged because are we going to move on to a new project? I'm like, no, God, no. We have like four months. This yeah. Is, no. Why? Did but that it communication like that? is very yes. helpful. So instead so, of just him like resenting you, mean like, God, she just changed her mind so quickly. Exactly. Because like, so, that takes two to tango that he actually had to communicate that with you. Yeah. And it's, it's such a beautiful line, but just knowing people are full of perspectives, communication is key. So always welcome it. Mm-hmm. And when you're, you know, when you're personal, uh, like when you're a fence, mechanisms are being triggered figure out why and what what that's saying to you like oh I'm too dumb to communicate well you know we all have our like insecurities so valuing it taking mm-hmm. it with a grain of salt and then the, the plain mean ones is great is wonderful because yeah. you're expanding so it's it's a beautiful delicate human situation yeah that everyone goes through exactly so I probably asked you this on the last podcast um but maybe not and you if you've if you've gotten even more good advice now but what's uh what's the best advice you ever were given or like some recent really good advice god yeah some recent really good advice I feel like can be something you even heard like a quote that resonated (laughs) with you yeah totally no so what I'm thinking is I, this goes back to it. I mean, and it's never left me. I started in corporate America and I was so, I was, you know, 22 years old. I was just stepping into this marketing director position and they had gotten to know me as an intern and I had all my supplies and my stuff, if you will. Um, and it was all very pink, the color pink. Mm -hmm. This is weird, but I, when I was, whoa, I got the full-time job. I got the salary, the benefits. 
I immediately went out and like bought a wardrobe. And then I took, you know, the pink laptop case covers sort of uh, off of my laptops. And I brought a more neutral, what I thought was more professional book inside. And we got through this one meeting where I just felt like this, it was all an act. It was like what I thought professional should be. And I'll never forget my mentor taking me aside and saying, if I, like at the end of the conversation we had, the bottom line was if I ever see you without that pink laptop case, we're going to have another talk because the talk was, we hired you, we brought you on because you're Erica, you are so weird, you're bubbly, you're out of the box and you're happy and you express it through all the weird stuff you have in your office that's very bright. And this wasn't really bloggable, it was more corporate America office. Yeah. And he said, never change, like never lose your signature you because the stuff you believe in, even the people it doesn't resonate with, it's not supposed to. Uh, it's that's great advice it's not supposed to resonate Mm -hmm. with the whole world and the people it does is the audience that you'll build and if you're catering to the rest of the world and what you think that they should have you show up as you're compromising yourself you're diluting what will be your personal brand someday which now eight years later it is yeah and he said you're gonna lose yourself kid and you cannot do that you always bring always bring your pink laptop into your meetings. Oh my God. That's so I love that. It was so good. Shout out to Lenny B. I literally just marked that as like, that's what I'm using for like the promotional audiogram post for this. Cause I'm like, it's so like, it's, it's so simple and so true. It's so, he was great. Yeah. Yeah. You always have good, uh, quotes and advice on. I love it. Yeah. My little memeable moments. I call them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's been good. Well, we're going to wrap it up, but is there, um, what's, what's next for you? Like where can people see you Um, and what you're doing? Yeah. Get uh, motivated by you. I'm excited. So one thing I cannot say because there is an NDA attached. Mm -hmm. However, you can find out more about that thing by just staying tuned on social media. So social stuff. um, Yeah, I have a a project coming out soon and it's all at underscore Erica Delacruz, E-R-I-K-A-D-E-L-A-C-R-U-Z, ericadelacruz.com, Passionate Paycheck, the event's coming up. our fourth annual year this spring with Sweet. Bumble Biz again. I want to come this time. You've got to. It's up the street from here. Hopefully me. I'm not on the road again, but I, I was know. on the road last time. But I kind of have to be. It's my job. I want to <laughs> catch a bunch of more comedy shows. I'm excited to send all my humans to Delaware and Philly if I have them. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. I, you're just an absolute pleasure. I and love I'm you. so proud of you. I love you. Thanks, Rach. Bye. Bye.